Hey, I'd love to talk. Triple eight, triple eight, seventeen, seventeen. Dr. Randy here in the Intentional Living Studio. Welcome to our Facebook friends around the world, to our radio friends, of course, uh, across the country, podcast friends all around the world as well. Uh, from our Intentional Living Studio, we have one mission: is to help affirm faith, offer hope, and help help you live an intentional life in Christ. The Scripture says in Ephesians five: figure out what pleases Christ and do it. And I add because it's for God's glory. We know that. And then I say it's for our benefit. It's interesting when I say that it's for our benefit. It kind of puts the hair up on the back of the neck of some Christians thinking, well, we shouldn't do anything that's going to be for our benefit. Hey, listen, when we give our life to Christ, it's because we know it's for our benefit and for those that we love and for all of eternity because of his love for us. And so I just simply say when we choose to live our lives according to God's design and plan, we benefit. Bottom line, so do those that we love, our family, our community, our culture, because we see the effects of people who don't do that. We see the effects every day of people who are rebelling against God, His Word, His truth, and uh, it ain't good. It ain't pretty. And lots of, lots of you have been affected and impacted by that. All right, phone line is open here just to talk. Can I just be, as I say, a big brother if I were to sit down um, as a brother in Christ and talk to you about what a decision you're facing or something going on in your life. If you want some feedback, I'm happy to do that. Give you some, maybe a biblical perspective would be helpful. And to maybe challenge you with one thing. Intentional living is about figuring out that next right one thing. And I'm happy to to weigh in and be a part of your journey uh, live on the radio today. 888-888-1717 is my number. Uh, our team is here. Steven's ready to talk to you. The phone line is open. Jennifer is our chief engineer, and Gino is on the Facebook uh, channel there, making sure everything's going well. And uh, we do welcome you to uh, Facebook uh, Live. And by the way, you know, one of the things you can do and have worldwide impact is share this. Because we know there's this multiplying effect that occurs when you share. Just say, hey, tune in. Uh, maybe you're finding some things in your life that would be helpful when it comes to this idea of being intentional in your walk in Christ, not just knowing him, but then living every day, how that turns and translates into actually how we behave, how we think. As I say, we got to bring our head, heart, and hand into the game every day. And when we do, that's uh, intentional living. So join me live. The phone line is open, 888 if you have a question for me today, like Amy from uh, Michigan. Amy, welcome to the program. Hi there. How are you? Good, good. Go ahead. My question was about my second marriage, and I cannot help but compare, I don't mean to, but I can't help but compare my husband to my first love, who we got a divorce, my first husband and I, because we had problems, which yet it's disrespectful to my current husband, and it also doesn't help our relationship for me to compare him. Just, and we also have my step, I have a stepson, and so we have, uh, everything was so awesome when we were dating, but after we get married, 
and real life hits you, then you see everyone's true colors. And it, it's something times things aren't quite as rosy as they were when you were dating. All right, let me ask you, you a know, question, Amy. Want... Do, are, do, you're saying that Ken, your current husband, yes. when you're in your memory, in your mind, doesn't measure up yeah. to Greg, who's your, or was it Greg? Your first Grant. Your first, yeah. Grant, Grant. Grant yeah. He doesn't measure up. And, and you say this? You say this? I don't, I, I, you think I, I don't want to feel that way, but yet I compare him because he would, Yes, that's. I don't know. That's awful, though, to think that. It doesn't mean I don't love them and care about them. It just Mm -hmm. they're so different. And and do you express this to your to your husband? Can yeah. Do you do you compare? It's just what's going on inside of you. So, but I'm saying you. But do you talk to your husband, your current husband, about your former husband? Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, that's what I was. Wanting to know, and thank you, Amy, for sharing that. I hear your heart. You know it's awful. You know you shouldn't do it. You know the impact in your own heart keeps you from being open to your husband uh, and maybe dealing with issues with your husband, uh, Grant, today because um, uh, you have issues that you need to you know need to deal with. So, a couple of things. I think whenever we whenever we have lost something, that something can become an illusion. Um, and it can be filled with things that are bigger than reality. This happens sometimes, often, after the death of someone that maybe we were close to, maybe even someone that we weren't that close to. Uh, they take on a different aura. There's a different feeling. There's something that happens within us when we've lost something. But what's interesting, you said, Amy, you said we divorced. You're talking about your first cousin. We divorced uh, because we had problems. You weren't getting along. You had a divorce. And you refer to him as your first love, and I, I get that, I understand that, but at the same time, uh, you're working with an illusion. I would encourage you as a, as a brother in Christ, um, Amy, to really follow what the Scripture teaches when it talks about taking captive every thought out of obedience to Christ. Because what will happen, Satan will use every time your current husband does something that's jerk-like, something that you don't appreciate, you're going to say, well, if I'd been in my first marriage, if that marriage had worked, he wouldn't have done that. Maybe he would have. Maybe been worse. I don't know. But whenever we get into the comparison game, I'm telling you, whenever we compare anything, restaurants, food, cars, people, friends, kids, we're going to get in trouble. And so, and you know that. And so I would really encourage you, Amy, just to not talk to your husband in any way, comparing him to your first husband but to deal with this in your own heart and um, to ask God to help you to start taking captive every thought of obedience to Christ and do two things. Now focus on those things that you appreciate about your husband building up in his life, speaking the truth into his life. I'm telling you as a man, as a brother in Christ, you speak into his life and tell him what you appreciate and uh, you thank him. It's going to make a big difference in how he responds to you. And then secondly, if there's issues that need to be addressed, instead of comparing him, deal with the issue. Go to your current husband and say, hey, can we talk? And discuss whatever that one thing is that needs to be dealt with. All right. Thank you, Amy. We'll be praying for you. Uh, open phones today. Just uh, just here to talk. If you let me share with you one thing, maybe that can be helpful for you. 888 1717 is the number. 
Let me go to Denise. Denise in Arizona. Hi there, Denise. What's your question today? Yes, hi. Um, thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. Um, so I was calling about um, my eight-year-old. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's obviously she's grown up knowing uh, everything that we know. You know, we talk to her frequently about our faith and why we, why we believe what we believe. Um, and we're regular churchgoers. You know, we do all the things. Um, but she's eight, and um, just recently she started expressing some doubts, I suppose. I guess she says that um, she's just, like, she has really good days where she's believing everything, and, you know, she's, like, um, feeling strong in her faith. And then she says she has also um, not-so-good days where she just kind of doubts um, that, about uh, um, our faith, I guess, and doesn't know how we just believe because it's in the Bible, you know, because she hears it in, at church and we say it, well, if it's in the Bible, then it's true. So she says, how, you know, why is that we just believe that it's in, just because it's in the Bible? Um, mm-hmm. So she's just been expressing a little bit of uh, doubt in her faith. She's not 100%. Um, and I know she's eight and, you know, she has time to kind of, mature um but um How really do you my, respond uh, to my that? question well when she starts expressing that um i guess there's several ways we we listen and then um if it's like a good time where we feel like she's really going to listen um we do talk about um you know historical evidence um we talk about um you know, we give testimonies and we're, we give facts about, you know, why we believe our faith. Um, so we do use some apologetics with her, um, but I don't know if she's understanding it or receiving it. So that's kind of how we respond. Mm-hmm. And you said, um, you had, what was your question, specific question? Yeah. So my specific question is really because this morning, um, my husband started playing a podcast with her in the mornings on, on our way to school. And this morning, the podcast was about, well, how do you become a Christian? Um, and at the end of the podcast, they, you know, they do like a altar call or whatnot. And um, I guess she did the prayer. I wasn't there, but she did the prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. My husband and I are just kind of like, well, we don't know because she did the prayer and then she went back into like her old, her usual like eight year old. Like it wasn't anything that we feel like it was foundational, but we also don't want to discount. I don't know. I just, my question is, how do we know if it's real or not? How do we know if it, you know, if it's something that we should pursue and, you know, keep encouraging or. Well, Denise, you sound you and your husband sound like just really wonderful parents. Um, you want the best for your daughter. You're teaching her the truth. As you said, you're teaching her the facts. You're teaching her the uh, biblical truth. And you're very focused on making sure she understands the foundation of faith. But congratulations that you have an eight-year-old that's wrestling with that. I'd rather have an eight-year-old okay. wrestle with it than an 18-year-old or a 28-year-old. This is a good mm-hmm. time. It shows that your daughter isn't just going to make a decision as a second or third generation Christian just because my parents are Christian. I'm going to be a Christian. This is a decision 
that she's wrestling with. And if she made a decision today to say, I want to give my life to Christ, I that's a decision she made. God, God, her father understands her heart. I would come alongside of her and talk to her if that were my daughter um, a little bit about, hey, you, you made that decision today. What was it? Why did you do that? What difference were you hoping that God's going to make in your life? Why, why is that important to you? In other words, I would encourage her. I would talk to her. She's obviously wrestling with this. She wants to make it her own faith. She wants to have it be hers and not yours. She doesn't want to just hear the facts. She wants to understand that it's a life change. And I think as she sees the story of how Christ moves in, in the lives of people, give her a chance to share that story with others. Give her a chance to be a testimony to others. One of the greatest gifts we can give to our children is an opportunity to put their faith into action in real life, helping other children, ministering as a family, doing things. Um, our daughter, who's uh, on the mission field with her husband today, been there for four years in West Africa, what a real change point in her life, I'm convinced, spiritually happened when she was about 13 or 14, Denise, uh, when she took a mission trip to Mexico. And that mission trip for her was something that gave her a chance to see God working in some really powerful ways, and that changed her whole view of life. She went on to be in uh, Mongolia for three years as a single woman doing mission work, and now with her husband and kids in West Africa. And and um, this she, she had to experience it. It was something for her. That was her journey. And I think sometimes spiritually... Uh, we expect our kids to be on the same path that we're on, and they're going to take sometimes a different journey, different experiences uh, to get to where God's leading them. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it makes sense. And so, I mean, I you, guess, go ahead. Yeah, I, I don't know if it was just fear that has been gripping me or that, you know, that I want, obviously I want that for her, but um the fact that she is expressing the doubt. I, I don't know. I guess I was just gripped by fear. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, do you ever have doubts? Do you, have you ever wrestled with questions? I have. I've been a believer for many yeah. years, and there's times that I've wrestled with questions. Where does that come from? And what, what does that mean? Yeah. And have to answer that in my own heart? Have you had that experience? Absolutely. Oh, yes, Absolutely. Maybe you need to talk to her about that. Say, honey, I've had doubts too. We walk by faith, mm-hmm. not by sight, as the scripture says. And uh, there's going to be all throughout your life opportunities to ask questions and seek his word and, and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you. I think helping her wrestle with her doubts and not not always having to come up with a quick answer. Because sometimes, mm-hmm. let's face it, we, we do live by faith. There are a lot of things that... Um, are hard to understand, but yeah. we, we, we accept it by faith. And I think when we help our kids and grandkids see that part of the spiritual journey of a lifetime is wrestling with these things and helping your eight-year-old wrestle with her doubt as opposed to being afraid of it. I think, here, here's what I believe. If you had an eight-year-old that's wrestling with her faith, that means God and his Holy Spirit is doing something in her life. Yeah. And I would see that as a positive thing in terms of helping her wrestle with that alongside of her, pray for her and encourage her and ask her how she's doing. Okay. Does that make sense? Thank you. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yeah. 
You're doing a good job, Denise. Thank you so much. I, I really hear it. You're Thank doing you. a good job. Stay the course, okay? Okay. Thank you so mm-hmm. much, Dr. Mm-hmm. Bye bye. You know, we should do a program someday on doubts. Uh, we all have doubts. My guess is your pastors had doubts. Right, Pastor? You're driving down. The- yes, sir, Randy. I agree. We all have doubts. That's just part of the human condition. Now, if we live constantly um, in our position of doubt, and then as the scripture says, we become a double-minded person and we're unstable. But to deny or push down that there are questions that we have, there are questions that we have, um, I keep coming back to the fact that we, we are people of faith. You know, we walk um, by faith. All right. We're just talking today. Thank you, Denise. Phone lines open. Love to talk to you too. 888-888-1717. Oh, wow. It's 17 after. Let's take a break. We'll be back. Cheryl, hang on. I'll get to you in a moment. This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living, and we'll be right back. Are you overwhelmed by the uncertainty of life? For many, uncertainty can lead to fear and unhealthy life habits. In Dr. Randy's teaching, Intentional Living When You're Sick and Tired, you'll learn about the Apostle Paul's work with a church that exhausted and overwhelmed him and his commitment to walk by faith. When you give right now, we'll send you this teaching and we'll toss in God Hears and Answers, a book by Dr. Randy on developing a vibrant prayer life that will grow your faith and confidence in God during times of uncertainty. We'll email you this month's exclusive teaching and other intentional living tools each month. To receive the teaching and the book, call 888-888-1717 today or visit theintentionallife.com. That's theintentionallife.com. And, uh, you know, the God hears and answers how prayer empowers your relationships. Uh, the book that Kurt just mentioned, um, I have in my hand here over 100 pages of just encouraging you along with some power prayers for you to consider. Prayer is powerful. Uh, we're happy to get that out to you. Plus the teaching this month on when, uh, when you're sick and tired, where does intentional living fit in? Intentional living makes a difference when you're just feeling and experiencing being sick and tired of whatever it may be your life, relationships, your work, marriage, what have you. That's the teaching this month, the uh, mentoring um, from our Intentional Living Center for for those of you in the community here. Again, just 888-888-1717, press number two, or, or you can go to theintentionallife.com. All right, back to the phone lines here. Cheryl is in Michigan. Hi, Cheryl. How are you today? Hi, Randy. I'm good. good. Um, I don't really... A question. I have a great story to tell you. Oh, great. I love to hear it. Okay. Um, Sunday morning, I went to church like I always do, and all the pastors and everybody that works there had on these T-shirts that said, the church has left the building. And We had no idea what that meant, <laughs> but the pastor talked to us and said that he's been getting many, many calls from a lot of um, food distributions around the Macomb County area in Michigan, and the the coronavirus money runs out in two days and they have no food and there's lots and lots of people that have nothing to eat. 
And he told us he wanted us to go out and be Jesus' hands and feet and go to the grocery store and take a car to either breakfast, lunch, or dinner and buy the food items that they gave us. And we did. And when we got there, all there was tons of people down the aisles with the same cards we had. Anyway, we went back to the church after they asked if you were willing to help to, they can use you. So we went back and Lord, at the end of that, we got a half a grocery store down in the basement of that church. Wow. And I think that was the most special story. I, I, the, the best thing I've ever done. What made that so and special? I, do you think? What made it so special? Mm-hmm. Because God used us and it, 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 it became, you know, it was bubbling over with, with way more than anybody I think ever expected yeah. to, to get for people that can't, don't, can't even afford to eat. Yeah. Powerful. And like it says, yeah. uh, the church has left the building. That's a good, good reminder that the church is not the building. It was, it was really, building. really a great day. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. Well, congratulations. I'm glad to hear your church has that kind of a heart and your pastor, that kind of leader. Yeah. Um, that is not Emmanuel just three Lutheran and four. in Macomb, Michigan. Yep. Emmanuel Lutheran. All right. Congratulations. Yep. Thank you for sharing that today, Cheryl. Appreciate it. Okay. Have a nice uh, day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You know, our, our, our church, we're fortunate. We're involved in a church, my wife and I, um, that's very mission-minded, both domestically and internationally. And one of the things they're doing, I think, in fact, they're doing it this next week, I think. We, we've participated in the last three or four years. Feed My Starving Children, it's an organization where churches help put little meal packages together with high protein and what all the ingredients needed for a meal. Um and our church, I think, is doing over a million meals this year. They're packing these little packets, and, and of course, then they get them to the mission field all around the world where people who don't have the nutrition, the little kids and the families, uh, can help them. And I, again, like, like the T-shirt said there, the church has left the building. I like that. Very powerful. Uh, today, talking about the power of being intentional in our lives, doing the next right one thing. Love to talk to you. Got a story to share. Question you want to ask, how God is moving in your life as a brother in Christ. My phone line's open to you here at the Intentional Living Center today, 888-888-1717. If you happen to be new, you're spinning the dial or listening to this podcast for the first time or on Facebook, uh, what is intentional living? Where did this come from? You know, what's the basis of this? You know, the Bible teaches that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth God is very, very intentional. It also says early in Genesis that we are made in his image. Therefore, we believe that we as human beings have been designed to have fellowship with the creator of of the universe and to live our lives in a way that brings glory to him and benefit, frankly, to those that we love, to our family, to our community, and ultimately it does to ourself as well. And we call that an intentional life in Christ. When we bring our head, heart, and hand to the game of life, I think we get back less regret. Boy, wouldn't that be nice? Think of some of the dumb, stupid things we've all done that if we had been intentional, we wouldn't have done or thought. We get more peace. We get less clutter in our life. And believe me, do we have a lot of clutter in our life today. When we simplify and get to that place where it's uh, living intentionally in Christ every day. That's what intentional living is all about. Love to have you join in and be a part of it. 
when we're sick and tired. Any of you ever feel sick and tired? Maybe you feel a little sick and tired right now. You just get weary in life. There are things that come. It could be a physical illness. It could be something going on in your own personal life, or it may be something that's happening in a marriage or a family or whatever it is. But we just sometimes just feel weary and, and pretty overwhelmed, even as believers. That's an excerpt from the teaching this month, Intentional Living When You're Feeling Sick and Tired. Mm, very practical lesson. Uh, one of the most profound I think we've cr created in a while to encourage our members. Uh, if you're not a part of the team, come and join us. Again, go to theintentionallife.com or call 888-888-1717 to be a part of the Intentional Living Ministry today. And thank you for your support. I was listening to your program on the way down here, and uh, I was wondering about on third marriages that sometimes you still have problems with trying to still live intentionally through your marriages, you know, the first marriages, second, third marriages, third marriages. I was wanting to know how, how to live intentionally in a third marriage, if that is possible. Thank you. Difficult, isn't it? I think, thank you for your question, and I, and I know it comes from a sincere heart, but I think he sort of exemplifies what we talk about with intentional living, that things get more complicated as we get more complicated in our life, all right? Um, I'm an advocate of keeping it simple. If, if you're married today, God has placed you in a marriage, work on making that marriage work. Make that a priority. If you're in a job today, make that job work. Do it for God's glory. Be the best employee or boss you can possibly be. If God moves you, so be it. But be there, present. Go the extra mile. If you're dealing with financial issues today, recognize it. Make a decision to say, I'm, I'm tired, sick and tired of what's going on. Inflation's eating us up and uh, money's becoming too much of a uh, an overarching concern or worry in our life. And we're going to get... Get before God and put a plan together and follow it. Doing the next right one thing. Bring glory to God. Do it for his benefit. Do it for his glory, rather, and for your benefit. Um, and when you do, I believe, I believe God uh, multiplies in our life when we do that. I tell you what, we've got some uh, callers standing by. Uh, we're going to get to here in just a moment, but it'll be recorded uh, so we can air the program uh, tomorrow. And so uh, while we're going off the air live, we're going to continue to record some some friends. Maybe you'd like to join in. You can leave your comment on our comment line and then listen in tomorrow as we have some more people we're talking to about um, sisters dealing with kids, a granddaughter uh, that's having dreams, struggling. What does that mean? What do you do? Uh, and a 19-year-old daughter questioning her faith. These will be some things we'll try to get to tomorrow on Intentional Living. Love to have you join in as well, 888-888-1717. Again, our staff are here. We'd love to talk to you, pray with you, be a part of your life. Thank you for supporting the Intentional Living Ministry, where it's all about affirming our faith, offering hope every day in Christ, and then living an intentional life in Him. Uh, if you'd like to know more about what this is all here, what's, what's going on here at Intentional Living, go to theintentionallife.com. For Jennifer, Gino, and Stephen, I'm Dr. Randy. Thanks for being a part of Intentional Living. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow.